0: This is a teaching message from Church of the Living Water of Austin. Alright, so turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 5, <clears throat> and we will continue on this teaching that's been started already around the Sermon of the Mount. Again, it's been very, very good teaching Um, It's going forth already, and I love how this follow the flow of Matthew, and then you can keep up with how the Spirit of God is flowing as we're going through this this book in the Bible and the Scriptures. I tell you, it's always an honor and a privilege to handle the Word of God and to rightly divide the Word of Truth. And I never take these times for granted, what God is doing in us and through us and and saying to us in this season of our life. Uh, So my portion is going to be from Matthew 5 and verse 33 through um, Matthew chapter 6 verse 18 so we'll see if I can get there uh, in the weeks that I have allowed it um, and for my portion um, I've titled this love thy neighbor and hopefully from last week's teaching you can understand why around this alright so again we're going to do a verse by verse teaching study in the, in the book of Matthew um, chapter 5 has been really good and Matthew is showing us That Jesus is king. He is the king. Right? And the king is teaching us about the kingdom of heaven. So keep that in your very minds. Keep that in the forefront as we're going through. Keep that filter there. Right? So don't take these things out of context. Remember, he is teaching us about, he the king is teaching us about the kingdom of heaven. And as citizens of the kingdom, right, there are certain characteristics we need to be demonstrating and living by. And he's showing that to us. And as citizens of the kingdom, we have already talked about how we are blessed. And we saw that in the first 12, cha- I mean, first 12 verses in Matthew. Blessed. In that state of blessed. Just by being in the kingdom. Alright, so I'm going to pick up here in Matthew chapter 5 verse 17. Matthew 5 and 17. It says, Think not that I have come to destroy the law or the prophets. I have not come to destroy but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, Till heaven and earth Pass One jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till it all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach man so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you that except your righteousness, Shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. So again, we picked up at this point here where we see that He is focusing on now the law, right? The law, and we talked about the law, and I know Minister Martin already went into those passages of Scripture and really explained about the law. So again, we're just building upon that foundation that's already there, and how the law is the standard of God for righteousness and the order. And the kingdom is not in the law, but in righteousness. And then we talked about how God's intent for the law, right? The law reveals man's sin and that we are all guilty of sin, right? And the law brings us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith in him. That's what the law is there for. It's, as it, the next generation talks about, it's a mirror that shows us our faults, right? Shows us that there. there's things that we need to correct, you know, the law is there not to, not to uh, actually do the saving, but to show us that something's wrong. and shows us that we all are guilty. Right? So the law plays an important part. Right? <clears throat> and then we talk about how God's intent for the law was to put it in our hearts. Not having this outward sign of these things, but actually have it from our heart. He wants to put the law in our hearts and in our minds for us to live by. Again, not to justify ourselves by, but us to live by. For the just shall live by faith in Jesus Christ. Right. And so that's very important. That, that's what the law got. And when you look at these things, that's what we talk about these things and talk about what he was said in the old time. And now with, and what Jesus says, again, he's not contradicting the law. He's showing you the very spirit of the law. Listen, his intent is. And so, again, we look at this in Matthew five and 17 and, and really pulled out about the fulfillment of the law. Right. Again, because he said in Matthew five and 17, again, think not I come to destroy the law or the prophets. I've not come to destroy but to fulfill. So then we begin to talk about the fulfillment of the law. And fulfill means to show its full intent of and where it leads to. That's an intention. To show or reveal its full intent. Right? And, and where it leads to. And we understand that where the law leads to is Christ. Romans, Romans 10 talks about how Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. For everyone that believe it. So the law is pointing us, heading us to Christ Jesus. So Jesus, the king, now is teaching us about the fulfilling of the law uh, from our hearts for those that are in the kingdom of heaven. Right? And so then we talked about last week how the fulfillment of the law can be found in two commandments. Right? And we're in Matthew. Let's look at this. Matthew chapter 22. Let's review that. The fulfillment of the law can be found in two commandments. Matthew 22 verse 36 it reads Master which is the great commandment in the law Jesus said unto him thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind this is the first and great commandment and the second is like unto it Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 40. On these two commandments hang all the law in the prophets. Meaning in these two commandments is the fulfilling of the law. Right? What two commandments? Love the Lord thy God with all. Right? With all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and love thy neighbor as thyself. This is fulfillment of the commandments. Right? Or fulfillments of the law. And then we, we continue to, to bear that out, we went to Romans chapter 13. Let's go there. Romans chapter 13. To see this, how the fulfilling of the law is through these two commandments. Romans chapter 13. Look at this in verse 8. Romans 13 and 8. It says, O no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law again. Love, love thy neighbor as thyself. Love the Lord thy God with all. Right. Again, he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery. Here we go. Statements around the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment. It is briefly comprehended in this saying. Namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. For verse 10, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. So he is showing us here how I'm going to fulfill the law. The, The king, Jesus, is showing us it's by loving thy neighbor as thyself. Loving the Lord God with all thy heart. Then I can fulfill the law. And, and the scribes and Pharisees, they were using the law as, as a way of putting down, a way of justifying themselves, and that was never an intent for it. And so now the king has to come and teach us what the true intent of the law is and how, to, how we fulfill it. And so we, we talked about how we should love our neighbor, right? And, and we talked about the, we should love our neighbor with a heart of compassion. A heart of compassion, right? That means it's a heart that's pure towards them. I'm going to tell you, that says a lot. Because remember we talked about before how, you know, your heart is really where your intentions are. You know, you can say one thing, but what your true intentions are, they're found in your heart. Right. And so from your heart, that's how we need to love our neighbor. Right. And that's a heart that is seeking for them, our neighbor, the same purpose that God wants for them. So we've got to make sure that our heart is aligned with God's purpose for our neighbor. In other words, I'm not trying to do things to, for our neighbor that I want to do for them. I'm doing things for, our, for my neighbor that God has intended for them to have. Right? It's not about me. It's not, it's not about what I approve of. It's not about what I think is right. It's about what God says is right for my neighbor. And then we say, well, who is thy neighbor? Right? And remember, this goes back to the teachings we've already heard. Right? Our brother, our sister is our neighbor. Our family is our neighbor. Right? And then he's going to say some other things. Like I said, we'll get to it eventually of who your neighbor is. And I think that to me is is going to be a powerful statement, let alone about who our neighbor is. All right, so go back to Matthew chapter 5. All right, and we're going to start, pick up at verse 33. And it says, again, ye have heard that it have been said by them of old time, thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shalt perform unto the Lord thine oath. But I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is His footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Neither shalt thou swear by the head by thy head, because thou cannot make one hair white or black. but let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay. For whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. So, again, we began to teach on this last time. We talked about what it means Jesus is talking about around oath-taking. How he's telling us that don't take the Lord's name in vain. Right? He's telling us don't swear. For those that are citizens in the kingdom of heaven, there's no need to swear. Why? Because you're speaking the word of truth. Why do I have to swear by the name of the Lord? to show my true intentions that I'm going to do what I'm committed to do. He said, don't swear at all when it talks about oath-taking. And then, then you swear when it comes to the the things of God Swear by His name. Remember, He said, hey, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. How can you swear by something that you don't control? Right? He said, you can't swear by heaven because that's God's throne. Again, how can I swear by something that don't belong to me? Oh, I swear I'll do this in the name of God. In the name of heaven. Well, heaven don't belong to me. In other words, if I don't do it, what you going to do? Go take heaven from me? You gonna? That's collateral I put up. But I put up heaven for collateral. So I don't fulfill my oath and you can have heaven. I, heaven ain't for me to get. See, I understand what he's talking about here. So stop swearing. See, that's an issue we have in your heart. Right? In other words, he said, let your yea be yea. And your nay be nay. Nay be nay, right? You let your yes be yes, you know. be no. Um, but he's saying that the main thing is that those in the kingdom of heaven understand that all commitment is to God. Right? Never forget, all commitment is to God. So again, there's no need to swear by the name of God, because those in the kingdom of heaven understand all commitment is to God. So when I make a commitment, my commitment is to God. That's how I keep it. And remember, this followed. And I love how this followed in the order, right? It just got you talking about adultery and, and, and divorce, right? And, and it talks about how, hey, you, these things that you should not partake of. You shouldn't be looking to get out of your marriage. In other words, keep your vows. You know, that's an oath that you take. In front of witnesses. In front of God. So what is he saying here, right? Don't swear at all. Keep your commitments. Keep your vows. Keep your oath. Honor your contractual obligations. Right, Honor them. Those contractual obligations that you signed your name to, pay them. That's what I mean by honor them, right? You bring dishonor to them when you don't pay them. What you signed up to do. Right? And so he's telling us, when you speak, again, verse 37, he said, But let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay, for whatsoever more than these cometh of evil. Right? And so he's telling us there that when you speak of your commitment to do something as a believer you're expected to do it. I mean how simple is that? When you speak of your commitment to do something as a believer you're expected to do it. That's those that are in the kingdom of heaven. Right? And so a simple yes or no will suffice. In other words that's the affirmation we're looking for right? In the kingdom. A yes or a no. Right when you commit to something, a yes or a no, that's so simple, because that simple yes or no confirms the truth based on what you are speaking. In other words, how can how I know what you're saying is true? Because it's simple, yes or no. It's not yes and or yes but or no. I wish I could and all because when it says when you start adding all to that, everything else it talks about coming evil, meaning just lying the lies start to begin. The lies come to justify why you can't keep your oath and keep your commitment. That's called lying. Right? We talk about excuses, the lie you tell to yourself, it's still a lie. Stop lying. Right? Just say yes or no. And we looked at that last last week and I talked about how lying is evil. Right? Lying is of the devil. He is a father of lies. Right? So watch out of your mouth what you commit to. Right? You know, sometimes it's good just to be quiet. But it says silence is golden. Sometimes silence is go It's good not to ad-lib. You know, nobody's looking for your commentary about something. Someone asks you to do something, you just say yes. You know, someone asks you to do something, no. You don't need a commentary around it. Because then here comes the lie. So those in the kingdom of heaven are to speak truth. I'll say that again. That's what he's talking about, about teaching an oath taken. Don't swear, not at all, right? Those in the kingdom of heaven should be speaking truth. Not lies, not falsehoods, not exaggerations, not trying to justify themselves. Those in the kingdom of heaven should speak truth. And those in the kingdom of heaven are to stop lying. Look at this in Ephesians chapter 4. Before we move on to the next one Ephesians 4 because you know line Ephesians 4 <clears throat> Ephesians 4 verse starting verse 22 Ephesians 4 verse 22 says that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt, according to the deceitful lust, and be ye renewed in the spirit of your mind, that ye put on the new man. Now we're going to talk about what the new man has. Remember, the old man is corrupt, right? But the new man, which is after God, is created in righteousness. Again, all these things we learn about, about righteousness, around righteousness and true holiness. That's the new man. So then, verse 25, Wherefore, you being a new man, which is after God, is created in righteousness and true holiness, put away lying. Speak every man truth. With who? His neighbor. See, love thy neighbor as thyself. You know, when you love your neighbor, you can speak truth to him. You put away lying. That's part of you loving your neighbor as thyself. Speak truth to thy neighbor. For we... Are members one of another? See, let your yes be yes, and your no be no. That's how we should communicate. Put away the line. Speak truth to your neighbor. Keep your oaths. Keep your commitments. That's what that's what is for. What's expected for those that are in the kingdom of heaven. Those that are in that blessed state. That's how they operate. Right. In other words, their word is their truth. Alright, so now verse 38. Let me read into this. So verse 37, it says, But let your communication be yea, yea, and nay, nay, for for whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. And then now he talks about, Ye have heard that it hath been said, An eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if a man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Give him, give to him that asketh thee. And from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. So now he starts teaching this next section. Section. Jesus teaching on retaliation. He talks about you have heard in old right in times. It says an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. Now let's find this. Let's go to Exodus twenty-one. An eye for an eye, a two for a two. Exodus 21. Because he's teaching us about retaliation. How we need to respond when someone does something to us. (laughs) Exodus 21. Look at this in verse 23. Exodus 21 and 23 says, And if any mischief uh, follow... Then thou shalt give life for life eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burning for burning, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. Right? And that's what he's referring to. He's been said in oath. Now what he's referring to here, this was called Lex Talionis. Right? Lex talionis. That is the law of retaliation. Very common. What's the law of retaliation? What is this? Lex talionis. Right. That means that the punishment for the crime committed resembles in, in kind and in a degree. In other words, what you've done to me, I'm going to return it back to you in the same fold, in the same degree. In the same kind. Right? So if you do something to my eye, then I'm going to do something to your eye. Do something to my tooth, I'm going to do something to your tooth. You strike me, I'm going to strike you. That's called the law of retaliation. That's very interesting, right? Lex teleonis. I like that word. The law of retaliation. Because I think some of us, this is our golden rule here. Especially in the church. Baby, if you've done something to me, if you've done something to my children, hey, eye for an eye, two for two. I'm going to pay you back. Right? That's our attitude that we have. But, But he's telling us, hey, those that are in the kingdom of heaven, that's not what you should do. He said, but I say unto you that ye resist not evil. And that's an interesting phrase he says, resist not evil. What is he saying, resist not evil? And evil in this context he's talking about is the sinful nature of man that provokes them to do evil acts. So that means I got to understand when an evil act from man is done to me, I need not to resist that. But I got to do what? Speak truth to that. Goes back to what we just said before. I want to speak truth to evil. What is Jesus telling us? Here? I'm not going to ret- not retaliate against you. Right? If you do something to me, then I'm not going to pay you back the same way you did it to me. I'm just going to speak truth to you. Truth that's found in His Word. Truth that comes from a heart that said before, a heart that I need to have, the same heart that God wants from you. Right? And so before I go on and explain this further, this does, not, this does not say these things, right? Those at home, this does not negate the justice system for crimes committed. Jesus is not writing a, a, a whole crime log, you know, how things should be happening for our justice system. That's not what he's saying here. In other words, if you do the crime, you're going to pay the time. That, that's going to work out in the justice system. So that means if you do an assault, then you're going to get tried and convicted and go to jail or prison for the assault you did. He's not changing that. He's not talking about that. But what he's talking about is that the person that has assaulted you, that I should not have a personal vengeance against them. You know, I mean, a personal vengeance. That I'm going to retaliate against you because of what you did. It's personal. Because that personal vengeance, guess what that vengeance harbors itself at? In my heart. And so now my heart is not pure. And I got, now I got problems. That means now, now every time I see you, I want to get you back. And I'm planning and plotting today to get you back. Oh, you're going to pay. For what you did to me. He said, No, resist not evil. Speak truth to it. Don't go off and plot and plan how you're going to retaliate against somebody who's done wrong to you. See, it's personal vengeance. And that's why I talk about how, you know, you see people in, in ministries or churches, and again, it's amazing how they hold grudges for years. You know, say somebody cut you off in a parking lot and took your parking space at church. I mean, you got personal vengeance. you sitting there at church thinking about how you can get them back. It's in your heart. You're, you're harboring those things. Because here's your mind. I'm going to cut them off next time. See, that's what I mean. Lex Talionis, right? I'm going to pay eye for an eye, two for two. You cut me off, I'm going to cut you off. Right? So now you're in the parking lot waiting for them to come out there and then soon they come out and you drive off. Praise God. See, that, that's, that's what I mean. That's what he's talking about. This, that's not the heart of those that in the kingdom of heaven. You cannot harbor personal vengeance. And again, we understand this. Hey, that's why I said when he starts talking about these things it, this hits home. Right? Because this is something somebody's done to you. You know, he talks about it, right? And he gets into it, verse 39. But I say unto you that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite be on the right cheek. Now, 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 get this. He didn't say they thought about hitting you. Right? They wanted to hit you. There may be plenty of people that may, you know, like he mentioned about forty cases before, right? You know, you thought about uh, lusting your heart, then you committed it. No, he said they actually did it. They actually hit you upside your head. He could turn to the mother cheek. What is he saying? I'm going to let somebody beat on me? No, that's not what he's saying. Don't get silly. But there's no personal vengeance. I'm not going to pay you back. You hit me on my cheek, now I'm going to hit yours. You know, like I said, my turn. And I'm going to hit you where it hurts. And, I'm, and again, you start plotting and planning how to get somebody back. You know, your neighbor, the, the person that you're supposed to love, you're how to get them back. Planning it. Scheming. Looking for an opportunity. You know you what know that sounds like to me? The devil. <laughs> he goes about as a roaring lion looking who he made the vow, right? You're, going, you're waiting for the opportunity. It's like, then it comes. That's why I said, some of y'all, this is your golden golden rule here. So that means somebody does something against me. My my retaliation, I I can't retaliate that way. I have to speak truth. He said, turn to them the other cheek. He said, man, sue you. and took part from your coke. He said, give him something. Hey, let him take your coke also. What he's trying to say, my heart, I'm free. I mean, I love how the Lord you gotta be free. Because you never know how you have to come back and minister to somebody. That's why I mean you have to speak truth to them. Because the same person that that just hurt you, then you may see them in another situation, and God's put on your heart you need to go say something to. You need to go bless them with something. You're like, oh no. You God, you better get somebody else to go help them. I'm not gonna help them. You refuse to help somebody who's in the kingdom of heaven? Because what they did to you? See, I thought that was right. Look at this in Romans chapter twelve. See, it gets personal. I, I like how we, you know, how you see the flow of Matthew. It gets more, and more, and more personal. Right? You finish, you're getting hit now, and you got, and he's showing you how to respond. That means don't respond on your flesh. Romans chapter twelve. Let me just let the Word of God speak. Romans 12, starting in verse 17. Romans 12 verse 17 says, Recompense to no man evil for evil. That word recompense means repay. right? Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as life in you, live peacefully. Peacefully. With all men. That means on my end, I'm going to live peacefully with you. I'm not plotting to get you back. I'm not looking for vengeance. I don't care what evil you have done to me. I'm not here to get you back. There's no personal vendetta against me and you. Again, recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men if it is possible as much as lies in you live peacefully with all men dearly beloved avenge not yourselves but rather give place unto wrath for it is written vengeance is mine I will repay saith the Lord vengeance belongs to him he said he will repay that means he says for us in the, in the kingdom of heaven, avenge not yourself. Stop trying to get people over. Stop trying to prove something to somebody, right? Somebody say something to you that, hey, they may say things to you that they said on purpose to hurt you. That don't mean I have to go right back and say something back to them on purpose to hurt them. Now, this is a good one for husband and wives, right? Because, you know, here we go. Right? Because that, that should be your neighbor, too, right? I mean, that should be. That is. I'm saying should be. That is your neighbor. Love your neighbors as yourself, right? So here we go. The, 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 the wife says something to the husband. And, it is, you know, it's usually... Yeah, I ain't going to go there. <laughs> right? It's usually one way or the other. Somebody says something to them. Right? And again, when the, when the first comment comes about what you're doing, it's, it's spoken out of love. It really is. About something that you're doing that's wrong. That you need to correct. But the response is always something totally different. But just to come back and hit you where it hurts. Right? You know, it's amazing how husband and wives do this, right? You know, like, say for instance, right? We'll all give these examples. You know, say for instance, you know, this, the wife has been telling you about things you need to do around the house. You know, for the husbands. You know, you need to do this. Can you handle that? Right? And then husbands, again, being the husbands, godly husbands they are, they start bringing up things to their wife. Well, I would do that if you did that. Oh, I know you ain't talking when you hadn't done this, this, and that. Right? will not you go in the kitchen and cook me something? will not you get off your butt and start watching TV? Here we go. Retaliation. And then you think of the next one. Oh, okay. You went there. Okay. And then somebody starts talking about, well, hey, at least my mama cooked. And then they say, well, at least my daddy took care of me. I mean, it just goes. I mean, it's just like. And I'm going to tell you, you get so far where there's no return. (laughs) See, that's why it builds, harbors. We're paying back. But again, it says, Recompense to no man, verse 17, Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as life and you live peacefully with all men, dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give unto wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will pay, saith the Lord, verse 20, Therefore, if thine enemy... Hunger, Feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt reap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Right? Don't be overcome of evil. That means evil has overtaken you, that you respond to evil for evil. You overcome evil with good. That means, again, I'm going to speak truth to you. I'm going to speak love to you. Because I love you as my neighbor. I'm going to show compassion to you. Even when you come at me with something that you on purpose trying to hurt me, I will come back to you with love. Because love is fulfilling of the law. It's not an eye for an eye or a tooth for the tooth. No, I'm not going to resist not unto evil. I'm not going to avoid and then this, this. I'm, I'm coming. Hey, you come at me, I'm coming at you with truth. You know, wife starts saying stuff to you. You need to do this, that. You turn to your wife and say, Baby, I love you so much. You're the most beautiful woman I ever met. Oh, you're just playing. Now you're playing. Keep saying it. Girl, you know you're the only woman for me. But you're going to start mumbling. mumbling See that? That mumbling, that's retaliation too. Because you're mumbling how you can get back at them. Speak truth. Remember, that's the woman, the man that you married. You know, this is not back in the olden days where were shotgun weddings, right? It won't force you and arranged marriage. No, you actually chose that. You actually went down the aisle and said, Yes, said I do. Remember that. Now we're just using that for example. Again, this is in any form, right? Don't look for personal vengeance. The Lord will repay. So now how can I not respond out of how can I not respond out of a personal vengeance? I must forgive. You know, we're still talking about forgiveness. I must forgive them. That means if they said something to hurt me, I gotta forgive. I mean, forgiveness is the key to you to respond with an expression of love against someone that has hurt you. Again, forgiveness is the key for you to respond with an expression of love against someone that has hurt you. Look at this in Colossians chapter 3. So you have to forgive them. I mean, that's the only way you're going to respond without personal vengeance. I've got to forgive. That means I'm not holding it against you. You know we talk about forgiveness, right? You got, got to just let it go. I mean, it's, I know, I know, I understand. It's hard to let it go, but you got to let it go. You know, forget the debt, let it go, leave it alone. Colossians chapter three. Remember, you said you're born again. Remember, you said you're part of the kingdom of heaven. Remember, you said Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Then let it go. Forgive. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, it says, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God. I like how these scriptures go. It's like, put on, therefore, as the elect of God. And this is your responsibility. The elect of God, holy and beloved, vows of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so, so also, also do ye. And above all these things, the, and above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. What, I mean, what do I mean by charity? Charity is the expression of love. Above all these things, show love. Express it for those that have come against you. I'm not here to avenge myself. I'm going to forbear one another. I can forgive one another. You know, that will show them that you're part of the kingdom of heaven. Put on charity. You know, these things you're going to have to practice. Practice. Right, you know this is this is the thing about when somebody does something to you. You know, usually before somebody does something to you, you don't know it's coming. You know, it's usually like, oh, I, you know, if you saw it coming, then maybe you could prepare that. But these times, it's just instant. You know, you just in the moment, something happens, you're in the moment, <laughs> right? You know, you just say something, also somebody says something back to you, like, oh, here come that shot, right? Like they said, if somebody smite you. This might come. It's on the right cheek. Turn to the other. You know, you got, that means I've already got to pray, prepare my heart. My heart is right. That means my heart got to be right towards you. That means I've already forgiven you for whatever you may do against me. My heart is already prepared. That's what I'm saying. Again, think about Follow the flow of Matthew's talking about. This is the King is showing us how we need to operate in the kingdom of heaven. It's a hard issue. He's showing we got to prepare our hearts. My heart's prepared for this. I'm already prepared to forgive you. Just as Christ Christ forgave me, I'm a so-so due to you. I'm already there. So no matter what you do, I forgive you. And I can express love towards you. Now, that doesn't negate the law coming to get you. Right, and taking you away from what you did, and justice comes on that again. Like I said, this does not negate the law. <laughs> if you break the law, you going, Hey, they got sentences for those that break the law. They got places for those that go. I'll come see you. Show expression of love there. While you behind jail, get time to meditate on these things. I mean, these things are so, uh, I read these, these scriptures are so powerful to me because it really deals with our attitudes we have towards one another. Again, loving thy neighbor as thyself. You know, like you said, all fulfilling of the law hangs in those two commandments. See, you know, it's easy to say, oh, I love the Lord God with all, I love, and it's easy to say how we much we love the Lord that God with all my heart and my mind and my soul. It's easy to say that about God because you don't see him. But love thy neighbor as thyself. Oh, you see your neighbor. And your neighbor not, is not always lovely towards you. But you still got to love them. So get this when it comes to forgiveness. Right? It starts in the heart. You must forgive. And, and I love how our, 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 you know Jesus, he, of course, he's our perfect example of this. He forgave. It said that for Christ forgave us. You, you, mean, you know, I, we read that passage of Scripture, right? We read it in Romans, how he, I mean Colossians, how he forgave us. Now you know what you did. You know how corrupt you were, and Christ forgave you. Right? So you know that. But now we see him in action, how they came against him and he forgave. Look at this in Luke chapter 23. Luke 23. For He is our example. He's the King. The King is teaching us. Luke 23. Verse 33. Luke 23, 33 says, And when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, there they crucified Him. And the malefactors... One on the right hand and the other on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. So you see that even at this time of his crucifixion, his time of beings. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. In other words, I'm not holding that against them. Forgive them. Look at this in 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. Again, we're going to follow our teacher, the master, around this law of retaliation. Lex Talionis shows how we should respond. Forgive. 1 Peter chapter 2 starting at verse 21. 1 Peter 2 and 21. It says, For even here unto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow His steps, who did no sin, Neither was guile or deceit found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously, who in his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you are healed. Right, You know, these things are so, catch what he's saying, right? I love how he said when he was reviled, he reviled not again. But when he was suffered, he didn't threaten not. That means even making threatening statements back at people. Don't retaliate. I ain't got to threaten somebody. Somebody approach you the wrong way, officer, you got to threaten them. So you don't want to do that. Oh, you just threatened me? Oh, what you going to do? Yeah, I'm, you don't want to do that. See, I'm saying, here we go. It's, it's personal. So he said, he when he was suffered, he threatened not. When he was reviled, he reviled not again. How do you do that? He committed himself to him that judgeth righteousness. See, I'm committed to the Lord. See, I, I understand that I'm part of the kingdom. That means I am children of the Most High. That means I need to respond in a certain way. I can't respond out of my flesh. Right? Out of personal vengeance towards you for what you did towards me. I can't avenge myself. Right? Think about those things. Keep that in your heart when someone comes against you. Because I'm going to tell you, this is going to happen to you, sometimes it happens to you on a day-to-day basis people say things that cut deep or people do things to you or your family right and then you have never let go you know I'm going to tell you this this will be a good exercise a good challenge for people you know here in this ministry we come back on on August the 1st right let it be a clean slate you know what I mean my clean slate whatever somebody did in the past guess what it was the past let it go I mean, when you see your brother and sister again, when you see your brother and sister child again, when you see your brother and sister grandchild again, just let it go. Clean slate. Instead of having your filter on. Soon you see them, oh, here they come, look at them. Same old, same old. See? Yeah, you the same old, same old. Express, show that expression of love. Love thy neighbor as thyself. And i am tell you, here's the best way to, to show love to somebody. Give them something. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 5. I mean, I shouldn't have said that. I should have read the scripture first. Matthew 5. <laughs> Matthew 5, verse 41. Let's read this again. Read into this. And if any man... Start at verse 40. Matthew 5 and 40. says, If any man will so, sue thee, that the law and take away thy coat let him have thy cloak also and whosoever shall compel thee to go, a, go to go a mile go with him twain give to him that asks asketh thee and from him that would borrow thee turn not thou away so that means you need to verse 42 you need to give to them that's in need give lend to those that are in need and here's the thing about when you give to them that are in need don't look for anything in return again we read that right oh no man nothing but to love them love one another I can give to you not expecting anything in return so purpose in your heart already to give and here's a good way to give to somebody expecting nothing in return do it anonymously don't even let them know it came from you you know Give them something. You know, we say bless them with something. You know, something that you would like. Words, don't give them your sloppy leftovers. Something that you don't even want. Right? Give them something that you like. Just give it to them. Not expecting anything in return. See, give to him that asketh thee. From him that would borrow of thee. Turn not away. We have to learn to be givers. And when I mean learn to be givers, I mean on a continuous basis. And again, not just giving to those that we like. You know, we, all, you know, we have our little crew. You know, people that you hang around or whatever. You know, that's, that ain't nothing. You give to them, they get back to you, you give to each other. But can you just branch out a little bit? Give to somebody that ain't part of your little crew. Somebody that you, you know, like I said, I guess, we, you know, everybody in pandemic. Somebody you ain't seen in whatever, 16 months. Give to them. You know, just dropping little nuggets. You know, right? you know, find out their address and send them one of those, you know, fruit baskets or what is that thing called? Uh, yeah, edible creations or whatever. Yeah, just Or tip treats. Everybody likes some hot cookies, right? You know, just just Give don't put your name on it. Don't bring up the past. Just give it to him. I'm going to say, these things will help your heart get right. This will help you get in a place where you can forgive. Where you can learn to let it go. And you're like, no, I ain't giving them nothing. They need to be giving me something. See, you, you're already you're done. Your heart is already corrupt. And God's trying to, we, you know, Work through all that. Because you're in the kingdom of heaven, remember? Give. And do it on purpose. Look at the scripture again. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 15. Matthew 15. Because I love to follow the Master. How he gave. Matthew chapter 15. It's something I want to bring out when it comes to giving Matthew 15, verse. Start in verse 30, Matthew chapter 15, verse 30. It says, "And a great multitudes, I'm sorry, and great multitudes came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet." And he healed them. Insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to behold, the lame to walk, and the blind to see. And they glorified the God of Israel. Verse 32 Then Jesus called his disciples. Here we go, the teaching moment. He called his disciples unto him and said, I have compassion. On the multitude, because they continued with me now three days, and have nothing to eat, and I will not send them away fasting or hungry, lest they faint in the way. And, he, and his disciples said unto him, When should we have so much bread in the wilderness as to fill so great a multitude? You see what Jesus said. He had compassion for the multitude. Now, you we think about the compassion was what all, he healed all think about all the things he said in verse 31 right in 30, in 30 and 31 the healing that that was the compassion in our mind like, well, you did enough you healed these folks now you want to feed them too? I mean, think about I'll tell you how in other words that's enough let it go he said he had compassion after all the healing took place he wanted them to eat, be full, complete. And his disciples said unto him, when should we have so much bread in the wilderness as to fill so great a multitude? And Jesus said unto them, how many loaves have ye? And they said, seven and a few little fishes. I mean, it's being funny, but I love how he asked them, what do you have? See, get this. When we talk about giving to somebody, we're not talking about giving somebody something you don't have. But we're talking about giving what you do have. In other words, you've got to borrow something to give somebody something. You have it. If your heart is right, give. Let it go. See, this will keep you, keep you in a place where you won't be looking for a personal vengeance and retaliation. Give to them. What do you have? You know, like they said, seven and a few little fishes. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and the fishes and gave thanks and broke them and gave to his disciples and disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up the uh, the broken meat and, and that was left seven baskets full. I mean, they ate so much and... And it gave some what they had leftovers. And they that did eat were 4,000 men, beside women and children. 4,000 men, beside women and children, that he fed for what they had. All because he had compassion on them. See, learn from the master, give unto them. Right? That means you gotta put your hands to the work. That's the thing about giving. You know, you <laughs> giving is not a, a you know, what do they call it? it you, you, anyway, you gotta be front and center, right? You can't be on the sidelines and give. Right? You gotta put your hand you don't get dirty in giving. Give. Learn from the master. Those that come against you, give towards them. Again, that's why I'm, that's what it's talking about, how you expressing love towards them. That's how you turn the other cheek. Give. Don't hold a personal vengeance or vendetta towards anybody. And so that leads right into the next next section. And we'll read this and start here next time. Verse 43 says, Ye have heard that it was been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor. And hate thy enemy. But I say unto you. Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them. Which despitefully use you. And persecute you. That ye may be the children of your father. Which is in heaven. For he maketh his son. To rise on the evil. And on the good. And send it rain on the just and the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? And if you salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. So now you see where he got to. He, he came all full circle to get to this one point here. We talk about love thy neighbor as thyself. Now he introduced a new neighbor to you. It's called your enemy. Your enemy is your neighbor. Now this right here is a powerful statement. Right? Because now you're like, wait a minute. Then you think about who is not, if my enemy is my neighbor. And my brother is my neighbor. Then who is not my neighbor? That's why you love your neighbors thyself. So you're able to give to all, and we'll pick up from this next next week. I, I don't want to get too far in this because this is so this is so this next section is so rich because he he you know he introduces a he introduces out of state he introduces another another it takes a turn here. Now instead of just saying you're the children of God, verse forty five he says now nah, you're the children of your father. He introduces us to the Father. Now he's talking about relationships. I love this. It gets real, you know, like I said, we say we children. Yeah, but children of God, but you know, who's your father? Right, who's your daddy? And he's like, you know, here's your father here. And that should be your example. Again, I hope you are Blessed them this evening. Again, these teachings in Matthew, they've been some powerful things for me personally, is change the way I look at a lot of things from my heart. <laughs> and, you know, and that's the thing about getting old too. You know, hey, like I said, don't be no old fool. You know, what I said there's always room to change, <laughs> there's always room for improvement. You know, you ain't got to go on like that. Because I'm going to tell you, love thy neighbor, and it says in the old times, you say, you love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. He said, love your enemies. That, that. That says something, right? Now we're dealing with this heart. Eye for an eye, two for two, burning for burning, life for life. No, love them. Love your enemies.